Welcome to the Eric Central Podcast. Nonsense in my personal adventures. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The show happens each and every weekday in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. It was uh, in a phone conversation just yesterday with a buddy. We were doing a little Zoom action. Fellow podcaster. Some of you may know who this person is. Actually, you know what? I got to save this story. Well, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. I, I, at first, I thought I, I, I had uh, gotten too far ahead of the story, but I, I actually can talk about this. Because I said to him, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Get your head in the game, Eric, you dumbass. Um. If you're familiar with the Opie and Anthony show, there's a gentleman that goes by the name of uh, E-Rock. He was a behind-the-scenes guy, and now he um, is in charge of Compound Media, uh, Anthony Cumia, uh, his operation there. So I had a little conversation with him about some boring shit that we had to talk about. And uh, I said to him, I go, you know, because I saw something on, his, on him. He had a Band-Aid on the bridge of his nose, and I found out why. I didn't say anything to start the conversation. But uh, eventually, he offered it up. So um, I said, you realize I'm going to talk about this? And he says, yeah, that's fine. Just make sure you uh, I talk about it first on my show. Now, he was referring to the show that I do on Compound Media, which I'm going to record this week. But on this show in particular, we don't share a ton of audience. Some people, but it's, there's, there's not as much cross-pollination as you'd think. So I'm going to tell this story. And this is fucking unbelievable. Because it's uh, I said to him, what you just described to me, and I'm going to tell you, sounds like something I'd see in like a fucking John Candy movie or something like that or. So he's, uh, we start this conversation and he's got this look on his face like, ah, boy, what a day. And he's given me all the, you know, he's given me the gory details that made the day a little wonky for him. And he's got this bandaid right on the bridge of his nose. And I didn't speak of that, but he offered it and he said, and then I'm taking a shower and the fucking shower head flew off and hit me in the face. <laughs> what? How? How was it? Okay, typically if those things are like loose, you know, there's water, you know, there's no seal and there's water coming out of it. How did, how did you manage? So he's like, oh, yeah, the shower feels so good and warm water on my face. I'm having such a bad day. It's, I'm so glad to be in this shower. Watching the world off my back. <laughs> Fucking thing flew off and like a rocket propelled grenade bashed him right in the face. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. I was like, oh man, that is, that's rough. 
Mm. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that... Uh, so we finished up our conversation. And uh, so that... So that happened. Other than that... How was your day? All right, uh, folks are already questions. Hey, how's the COVID? How's the COVID? And COVID uh, was spectacular. What? How could anybody say that? No, it was totally fine. Uh, you know. It was um, annoying. COVID was a mere annoyance in this household because we are a family that gets shots. Unlike some of you ding-dongs who just, yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, man, I got good immunity. Uh, no, we were completely safe from uh, the moment we found out. Um, everybody who was affected by COVID, uh, I think Jim, my son, had it the worst. Uh, he's still, I think he's still making his way through it. I am I am now past the time, you know. Uh, there's a certain number of days before you can kind of assimilate with society, so I'm 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 back. I'm back. Uh, Diana is back to work. It's all good. So not a big deal. Um, the only thing that I'm still concerned about is, um, anybody at, uh, my dad's house, uh, in my dad's neck of the woods, uh, being affected by that. So I'm kind of, uh, praying, praying very hard, uh, that, um, you know, there was some elderly people there. My, my father, my, uh, sweet stepmother, um, my God, how would I describe uh, sweet Loretta? That would be my sister slash stepsister. And I always say that because I'm very close to these people. I would say I'm as close to my step family, uh, Joanne's daughters, than I am my, my legitimate brothers, like blood brothers, uh, in, in some cases more so. And so um, Sue and Jim, are a couple, my stepsister, Sue and her husband, Jim, Jim's mother was, uh, she's also elderly and there was an infant there and, and other kids. And, oh my God, my step, uh, sister Elizabeth's daughter, uh, is also vulnerable. So, uh, it's a little trepidation, make no mistake. I have a, uh, pretty high degree of concern about that. Thank you for asking. I appreciate you very much. Uh, all right. So today's the fucking day for the soccer thing. And, um, I, I got a, uh, this, this nice person reached out to me on Facebook. Ashley, Ashley B writes your show today had me laughing so much, especially about the stupid soccer shit. Referring to yesterday's show. Now, once again, let me just reiterate. Prior to the World Cup starting, I was like, I am convincing myself I am going to commit to watching this and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. And I had forgotten how shitty soccer is. Hang on, I got to drink this. So I was like, okay. This is kind of follow-up to yesterday's discussion because I have uh, something important uh, today about it because there's a big game today. I'm still following the story of it. I just can't stand the gameplay. 
It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in who wins, but it's shit. It's total shit. And then after sitting and watching two games of the U.S., first against Wales and then the second one against England, and it's like, uh, yeah, let's just sit and watch men run around at the at midfield with the occasional, occasional uh, opportunity to, oh, that's this, here we are, here we are in the 90th minute, and that is the second shot on goal for the U.S., Oh, it's been a real bone burner today with two shots on goal. The opportunities are so few and far in between. Uh, it's really important. Well, this is what they should do. They should shrink the playing surface. Only allow for five forwards and defenders and one goalie put helmets on them and make the playing surface ice. Uh, Also give the players things called sticks and then change the ball to a puck and it would be entertaining. As it is, the field is It appears to be five miles long. It's like running a marathon with with a ball. Fuck. I, I, oops, hang on, got a Zenith bash. Check, check. I think that's okay. I don't think it is. That's embarrassing. You see, I I didn't kick it. It just started doing it on its own. No moving parts, and it just starts doing that. Fuck, I gotta get a new one. Stand by. Today, 2 p.m. United States, Iran. The Iranians uh, are kind of in a a world of hurt. The players there have made a made a huge mistake. Uh, as there's all sorts of protests, there's all sorts of protests about. Um, you know, human rights in Iran after that one, that 22 year old girl was murdered because, uh, they didn't like her leggings. Hang on a second. Got some freaking troll here. Not a troll, but someone trying to sell something while we're doing the show. So that's horrible. And, uh, it's led to all sorts of turmoil within the country, a lot of protests. And it's like, boy, that is uh, between China and Iran. I don't know which one is, um, is more crazy. By the way, I found that documentary that I was talking about the other day about the country of, uh, in China during the Tiananmen Square massacre. Uh, thank you to, um, uh, a 
Amanda for reminding me of that. I sent it to her. And um, basically what you have there is a journalist who happened to have a camera. And um, that's usually met with military confiscating and making sure that the material doesn't get out, similar to like North Korea or Iran. And uh, this guy, this journalist got the material out. And uh, it is, it paints such a terrible picture because uh, the country of China has never come out with what actually happened, how many died and how horrible it was. But this footage did make it out. And uh, they made this, it's a long, long watch. It's like a three and a half hour documentary, but it gives you, all of the history of the Tiananmen Square massacre and how brutal they were during the student uprising that took place. It's, oh, you're going to see some terrible, terrible things. I will, um, I'll, uh, I'll link it up. Uh, there, yeah, there, there is a lot of lead up. Amanda writes, the lead up is so boring. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta slog through a lot. This is not made by like DreamWorks Studios. This is, uh, this is a little bit a little bit clumsy as far as documentaries go. Uh, but getting back to these athletes from Iran, and uh, they're making a big mistake there because in their last game, they played the Iranian national anthem, and the players did not sing. And I guess there's like some minister of singing in Iran. Who wants to make sure that these guys are singing and if they don't you know they're going to get their asses kicked and i guess that was their version of a protest so you got all these young 20 something year old dudes that are showing solidarity in their own special way towards people in iran who are protesting um the human rights violations that go on there every day and uh fucking crazy shit and now this iran has threatened players families ahead of their match with the u.s uh you see these these players are making a huge mistake here they should be as the anthem plays they should be singing and waving iranian flags and they should, you know, be saying, say no to leggings. And she got what she deserved uh, if they want to live. That's how fucked up this country is. Now, they don't have to mean that. But, I mean, talk about a fucking disaster. How do you even play soccer with this type of specter looming over you? The uh, There's threats to families of the Iranian national team. Hard to believe, but it's happening right now. Uh, in this game, Iran, uh, if they win or they tie, they advance. U.S. has to win. Um, so for all of these protests over the uh, 22-year-old, her name is Masa Amini, also known as Gina Amini. Uh, she died. The police killed her because of the leggings and improperly wearing her hijab. I still cannot get over that. I'm just, we're just going to kill you because we don't like your clothes. The Iranian soccer team has supported the protests before the game against England. Soccer team stood silently for the home country's national anthem declining to sing along. Can you imagine if they 
pulled a Kaepernick and took a knee? Or if Kaepernick walked out and led them in taking a knee? Oh, if they'd all be dead now, they'd be gunned down on the field. I mean, this is in the country of Qatar. So, you know, these are scumbags that run this country too. These are these are warped brain people. You got to understand, most of the world is just a complete uh, hodgepodge of evil. So the U.S. is there. Here we are. And we get shit in our country about the way things are. But it's a fucking cakewalk compared to so many places in the rest of the world. You know, you can't even you can't even say anything without a threat of being killed. You can't wear the clothes you want without a threat of being killed. Here in the U.S., you do whatever the fuck you want. You know how jealous they must be of us? You got... People driving down the street with flags that say, fuck Joe Biden. Now, that is fantastic. I love that. That makes me so happy that we live in a country where hillbillies can have flags that say, telling the president of the United States to go fuck himself. Can you imagine if in Russia or Iran or North Korea or China... I mean, these are massive, the most massive population centers in all of the world. The lion's share of the world's people are in those countries alone. And if any one of those countries had some butt-fucking Chinese hillbilly (laughs) driving around with a fuck G flag coming out of the back of it, holy shit, you'd see a fucking drone strike blow that motherfucker up. So we got it made here. Oh, that is intense to think about. Jesus. Quote, Iranian team captain Isan Hajafi says, quote, conditions in our country are not right and our people are not happy. Oh, this guy's dead. So is his family. Hashafi, uh, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's weird spelling. Further said that the victims' families should know that we are with them. We support them and we sympathize with them. And, you know, that is that flies directly in the face of what the government has said. The government there has said, ah, yeah, we don't know what happened. Uh, she just suddenly died. So these soccer players are all dead. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know how, like, you can sub players in and out of the game that they just, all right, sub, and they just shoot him and put a new guy out there. CNN reported yesterday that the families of the Iranian team have been threatened with imprisonment and torture if the players fail to behave uh, in the lead-up to the game today at 2 p.m., which will be boring against the U.S. I don't care. I don't care if it's 10 to 9. It's boring. Even the shootouts are boring or PKs, whatever the fuck it is. Because it's so obvious. It's 99.99% in favor of the shooter. It is as random as a coin flip. It would be uh, the same odds. Well, it'd be better odds, actually. 
if you did a coin flip. Because the goalie is on the PK is right in the center. Okay. And to his right is the goal mouth. And to his left is the other half of the goal mouth. And to his right, it stretches for 95 yards. And to his left, another 95 yards. The guy kicking the ball is 10 feet from the goal. It's the easiest thing in soccer. The only way he can fuck it up is if he telegraphs where the ball is going and then the goalie can go over and make a crazy save. The deck is stacked so much against the goalie, it's ridiculous. I'm surprised they make it that way. Being that it is the most boring sport on the planet, I'm surprised they don't make the guy kicking the ball like leave the stadium and kick it from there. So we can just shrug as it, the ball dribbles in, you know, slowly and doesn't even make it halfway to the goal mouth. Fucking terrible. Uh, all right. The report added that the uh, Iranian players had to meet with the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps after their demonstration before the game against England. Boy, I can just imagine how that went. It probably was uh, any more uh, 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 nonsense out of you guys. And we're, your family's dead. We're going to kill your family. Uh, I'm going to play you a little bit of a um, press conference with um, the an Iranian journalist talking to USA men's national team captain Tyler Adams. Also in that press conference, which I don't have audio of, it's the head coach of the U.S. team, Greg Berhalter. Uh, questioned, so the Iranian journalist, you know, he's basically given his marching orders by the state. Question about domestic immigration policy and a U.S. Navy ship in the Persian Gulf. Berhalter answered, I don't know enough about politics. I'm a soccer coach. You see, that's where he fucked up. You got a perfect opportunity there to rub this Iranian piece of shit's nose in shit. And he fucked it up. He does know enough. He should have said, well, yeah. Um, well, that destroyer there, uh, that ship alone can turn your entire country into glass in about 15 seconds. And we have that there because you sick fucks are always asking for it. And we like to have uh, our destroyers close to you crazy bastards. And if you motherfuckers move one toe out of line, you're dead. That's why that's there. And just hold his gaze at him. But no... He pushed out and said, oh, I don't know stuff. I'm a soccer coach. <laughs> uh, they also were asked about this deal where the Iranian flag over the years has changed. It's the same stripes, uh, white, green, red uh, across the flag. But over the years, when the Islamic revolution hit, they put a uh, 
emblem in the middle of it to denote that it's, well, it's culturally, it's, it's religion that runs the state. Um, the U.S. Um, social media team for the national team had next game, and you got old glory next to the Iranian flag minus the Islamic emblem. They, like, wiped it off of there. Get and so this uh, journalist is questioning the stupid soccer coach about it. Berhalter also addressed the social media controversy erupted over the weekend when the U.S. scrubbed the Islamic Republic emblem. Coach said his staff and his players quote had no idea about what U.S. soccer put out. Again, he's lying. He should have said, "Well, yeah." You see, it's that ridiculous religious ideology that's disrupted your brain waves and made you all crazy. So we wiped it off for you uh, to, uh, again, rub your nose and shit because you're fucking crazy. That didn't happen, though. I wish it did. Instead, he sucked up to these pieces of shit and said, all we can do on our behalf is apologize on behalf of the players and the staff but it's not something that we are part of. Whoa, what a puss. Completely back down. Uh, more. From that press conference with Team USA uh, captain Tyler What's-His-Face. I already forgot his name. Doesn't matter. Are you... No one's going to remember this shit anyway. You know, this is like the Olympics. Name me uh, any more than a couple of Olympic athletes from the most recent Olympics. We don't care. It's just a TV show that the TV networks do a good job of explaining. Oh, boy, this guy, he can't, here's his background. Or they tell you the story. You're like, oh, now I'm interested. And you watch, and it's it's somewhat interesting. They don't even do that with the soccer team. It's just trash. It's horrible. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of so many people trying to convince me that this is in any way interesting. It so isn't. The only thing interesting about soccer is all of what I've talked about now. Thank God the Iranian government is involved. Thank God they are lunatics. I'm so happy that they've threatened the families of the players so that we have something interesting to talk about in the fucking podcast. Otherwise, I'm not going to go, oh, wow, did you see that kick? (laughs) So stupid. And I look, and again, I've wanted, I've tried to watch your filthy game that sucks. No, I will never, ever try to convince myself that this is in any way interesting. It's not. Stop lying to yourself about it, about how interesting it is. It sucks. Okay. It blows. Watching your kids play is better than this shit. At least you can have uh, uh, entertainment from the batshit crazy parents screaming at everybody. 
Cush is my cologne 710. Writes morning. Does he see the chat? Oh, I see the chat. Probably more than I should. A lot of the times I just try not to see it. I try not because it distracts me to some degree. If I get on a roll on something, it's better to not see it. But no. And I see we have a new, Cush is my cologne 710 is new. And I see any regular Joe, great screen name. Uh, is here. I just saw that the any regular Joe just followed uh, in the last day or so. I appreciate that very much. Good vibes. One fifty two is now following. I'm getting all sorts of uh, uh, new people, and I welcome you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let us get into this press conference. Then this that's what I mean about oh now nah, yes I see the chat and then I'm like oh my god. Now I'm distracted. Any regular Joe writes, I'm of the impression that it's a good thing people have a short memory most of the time counting on that. Yes, perhaps. Any regular Joe writes, good to be here, Eric. I've missed you, but we need to talk about that letter behind you. Yeah, I Made my asshole tighten a little bit, but uh, you know what? We uh, we accept it and we move on. I'm proud of that letter. This is Tyler Adams. He fucks up apparently, and everybody's giving this guy a bunch of credit because he's very patient in this press conference. The reporter is, um, of course. Spoon-fed by the state, state-run media in Iran, to uh, ask questions. Adams is being praised because um, of his response. Now, I am not praising him. I think it's it's bullshit. He should have see these wa- the water bottle and that Gatorade bottle and that placard that says Tyler Adams. And that soccer ball, he should have thrown this at that reporter. <clears throat> thrown all these things, I should say, at this reporter. Enraged out at him because the reporter gives him all sorts of shit because Adams is saying Iran, which is a very common mistake. That is not how it's pronounced. It's Iran. At least that's how I've said it. Iran, Iranian, Iran. Uh, this reporter busts Tyler Adams about that. Audio check, video check. Tyler, this question is for you. My name is Mila Javamadi from Press TV. First of all, you say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, you say you support our country, but you say it wrong. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, minutia, asshole. I do support your country. That doesn't mean I don't support your country because I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, Suck my brown dick. 
but an asshole. All right, hang on a second. I've got a spinning wheel of death, and that makes me not happy. Kind of wrecking the flow here. And this is terrible because yesterday um, when I was doing the uh, Who Are These Zanes podcast with Ben, um, I lost my internet. That was scary. Tyler, this question is for you. My name is Mila Javamadi from Press TV. First of all, you say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all... Um, I would say stop! Shut the fuck up! I think... Because uh, I've been I've been saying Iran. He said Iran, right? Isn't that what he said? Is named Iran, yeah. not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all, um, are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? Okay, so um, what this guy is doing is, you know, you're, um, this guy's giving him shit because he's talking about equality in Iran and or Iran, whatever. And, uh, and then this guy's saying, well, yeah, but how, you don't have equality in your country. How can you represent the state in your country and you don't have equality? And I would, I would see a dude here. Adams is patient. I would say time out, motherfucker. Are you telling me that you're equating the injustices in my country to the crazy motherfucking shit going on in your country? I'm going to fucking curb stop your motherfucking ass right here for that shit. And, uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. Are you okay to be representing the U.S.? Meanwhile, there's so much discrimination happening against black people in America. My apologies on oh. uh, the mispronunciation of your country. So I wish I could fucking quantum leap it and, and show up inside of this guy's brain right now to deliver the smack on this sick fuck Iranian reporter right now. Um, yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures and, and kind of assimilate into different cultures, um, is that in the U.S. we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. Yeah, he's like, hey, 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 hey. Black, we had a black president, motherfucker. Uh, what the, who the fuck are you to tell me about uh, we have equality problems in the United States when you just murdered a bitch because she had leggings on? Shut the fuck up. You know, growing up for me, I was I, I grew up in a, in a white family with an obviously an African. So I'm obviously rich in American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures and I, I was very, very easily able to assimilate. Tyler Adams like, yeah, man, look. I'm so white, the black guys in school used to beat the shit out of me and call me a honky. In different different cultures. So, um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So, um, yeah. Yeah, he needs to drop. But no one really gives a fuck, sir. It's a, it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing. All right. Um, that press conference alone is legitimate enough reason to um, drop bombs after that horse shit. 
Oh my god. What a what a crock. That is the biggest pile of shit line of questioning that I have ever heard. Oh yeah, you talk about our country not being equal, but uh you're representing America. Uh, it's just as bad. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Adam writes, didn't realize Iran was this diverse utopia. You kill gay people in the streets, Chris writes, and kill women for wearing leggings. Fuck off. That's what uh, uh, Adams should have done. Uh, he's way too kind. He's being praised for his uh, uh, patience. It's like, we, we, you know what? Enough patience with you fucking crazy Iranians. What a crock of shit. My God. I was blown away at that press conference. Uh, thank you to KDF. KDF sent $50 to the way of great food giveaway number three. Okay. Uh, great food giveaway number three is happening on the 22nd of December. That is Thursday, December 22nd. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. If you don't know what's happening here, let me explain this to you as quickly as I can. For the last two years, we have collected money, like holding the hat out, you dropping a buck or two in the hat type of collecting money. I take this pile of money and then I go to the store with Mike Ball and we would buy uh, food for 100 families for Christmas. And then each of these dinners is boxed in and then people pull up at Irvine's and we put the box in their car in each box. There's a Christmas ham, cans of vegetables, bag of potatoes, jar of gravy, King's Hawaiian rolls, package of rolls, and a pumpkin pie. Uh, obviously, that costs a little money for every one of those. Uh, this year, it's going to cost more, not only because the price has gone up, but we've doubled. We have doubled the amount of families that we are serving. We set the goal at 200. No rhyme or reason to it. Just fuck it. Let's do it. Raise this fucking money. Buy this food. Give it away to these people. And that's what we're going to do. Um, still waiting to hear from Josh over at uh, the Jenison Meyer as to the cost. But I'm guessing it's going to be north of $4,000. Um, we are just over $2,000 right now, which is a great, great start because we've got time. We have time to do this. And so thank you to KDF for sending 50 bucks my way to help with that cause. How are we raising this money? Um, yeah, it's pretty ghetto, uh, but that's the way it is. At Eric, sorry. At Eric Zane Show PayPal. At Eric Dash, my real last name. Z-E-I-T-U-N-I-A-N. Venmo. If you send it my way via PayPal, do it 
as a gift on this Giving Tuesday. Thank you, Maureen. That way, PayPal will not take any uh, money out of it. For some reason, they uh, they take a little cash out of it, a buck or two, depending on how much you give, a percentage, if you do it in anything other than gift giving. Uh, Venmo is easier to avoid that for some reason. So there you go. Um, any regular Joe writes, well, hey, man. Um, I'm out of work right now. Any kind of, and kind of afraid of ending up back on the streets with these horrible Chicago, uh, Chicago gangs. Hey, uh, I know, I know. Uh, suggestion from Ryan, Eric, can we go around the dial for old time's sake? I w- I would love to go around the dial. Let's get after it. Going around the dial needs a sponsor. If you have a business that uh, you want advertising on the Eric St. Show podcast, reach out to me and I'll tell you how it works. Mm-hmm. Right. Push that button there. Uh, working left to right on the dial. Giving Tuesday. And support these intelligent conversations, stories oh, that yeah. go in depth beyond these guys are smart. or just grabby headlines. This is the way journalism should be, fact-based. It sounds like checked, NPR, not right? jumping to conclusions. No, bullshit. Or focusing on a certain That's type where the of story to try to, uh, you know, upset you and make you think a certain topic is the only one that matters. Yeah! There are so what? many stories we've already heard bullshit. this morning keeping you informed. I don't want to hear your radio facts, is all about. fuck face. And that's what you're giving I want to hear speculation. To this nonprofit organization I want to read comments this service here in West and Michigan. tell WGVU. stupid people to suck my dick. Giving Tuesday, I'm Rick Beerling. Brooke Hotchkiss is here. Also, yeah, hi, Brooke. Yeah, you two eat hi, shit. I'm so glad to be here. And I would like to give a shout out to Mark in Kentwood and Chad in Grand Rapids for their donations this morning. Thank you so much oh, for your Oh, they're doing their big fundraiser. Tuesday. WGVU. Um, we do encourage you to make a, a gift of whatever amount is right for you. I want to get a like tote bag. Our sponsors are going to be matching those donations made to WGVU NPR today up to a total of $8,000. Yeah, who the fuck gives money to NPR? This and so help what a us crock of shit. out that match by making a gift in whatever amount you Shut can Shut the fuck today. up. Morning. 9.3 Moody Radio. If you're struggling to forgive someone. Oh, no. Here we go. I get the struggle. It's hard. I can relate with, you know, with forgiveness. Look, it's been more like myself, but I got something really for fear forgiveness right now. It's costly. It's, it's my not some simple thing. Red that fire filled process. And Michelle Donnelly knows. The new reporter that we just hired. You know, we're not tricky. Rainy, windy conditions I'm probably going to pay for that uh, devil joke. As temperatures drop down to near 30 degrees, cloudy, windy, and colder tomorrow. A few flurries or even uh, a couple any of Any regular Joe writes, yes, forgiveness is important. Please remember this. Yes, so are apologies. 1.3 WCSG. 41, Benton Harbor, Muskegon, and Battle Creek. 39, Holland, Kalamazoo. Oh. 
good. I recognize that voice. Is that, um, God, I can't place it, but I like the sound of that. Everybody help me out with Broken Halos. This might be religious, too. I like this, though. Broken halos that used to shine. Okay, you listen to B93's Matt and Ellie. Oh. Now Matt and Ellie, to you. Tap the talkback mic on our free iHeartRadio app. And tell us what Chris Stapleton. Yeah, I thought so. B93. In Wyoming, 44th Street at 131. Accident still in the cleanup in Byron Center. Byron Center. You even down the right sideline with the ball in his left hand. I'm like, this looks weird. Sports. Uh, LAV. Poor Dave Grohl. He's being played on classic rock stations. Colorado. What science fiction movie from 1995 features Jack Nicholson as president of James Dale? Uh, Mars Attacks. Time. How do you feel about that, Jeff? Terrible. Not so great. Media. <laughs> Jeff, I need some clarification. What Freebeer, was your not there today. Number one. Uh, that that was the question about. I got a legendary uh, rap group. What was that? Was what was your answer for us? Uh, run DMZ. DMZ. Oh, you idiot! How oh, the fuck? Run right, DMZ. Demilitarized zone. The fuck? This is why I was always able to dominate on trivia. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. Hot Wings, welcome back. Thanks. Glad Hello. to be here. Our contestant has finished all five questions. Good. You think you can finish today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, that's a sex joke. easier than others. Some days are easier than others. Yeah, usually get there. Yeah, okay, oh. man. Let's get there, man. Okay. All right, here we go, Hot Wings. Okay. Your turn, and Dumber Than The Show trivia for $2,900 begins in three, two, mm-hmm. one. What legendary rap group told us about Christmas in Hollis in Run 1987? DMC. Run DMC. In what state would you find a town named Turkey, which is the hometown of Bob Wills, the king of Western Swing? Texas. I wouldn't what get, I wouldn't have gotten that movie one right. from 1995 features Jack Nicholson as President James Dale? Mars Attacks. Actor Paul Giamatti's father was the commissioner of which professional sport? Oh, boy. I think baseball. On what day do Americans celebrate Flag Day? Um, that is... Fuck, I wouldn't get any of these. Time.
fucking song. Please to me. Babylon will not fall to Persia. Oh, God. Chocolate on earth like this. Now it's like buttery soft shoulder. It is a mild Tuesday, that's for sure. A lot of shit. Never been a sinner. I never sinned. Why did that uh, Christian rock song become a staple of radio? You know, for some reason, uh, the awesomeness of that riff, like Aram points out, overpowered what that song is about. Typically, a religious song doesn't like you know uh, creep into the secular world like that you know uh all right never been a sinner never seen um all right i've gone way too long on offering this for free well not for free but uh to the audience on facebook it is for free facebook twitter and youtube i don't know where my brain is today obviously but uh, I want you to get the show on Twitch. So I'm going to cut the cord on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube right now and encourage you to download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live on Twitch and follow the show that way. Eric Zane Live on Twitch. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Or just go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. The uh, audio of the podcast is available shortly after it finishes up. And um, you can download it wherever you download shows. Thank you very much. Send an email anytime you want. Uh, if you want to chat, eric at ericsaintshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. All right. So uh, we'll say goodbye to you now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, YouTube, Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. All right. Let's see. Oh, my God. Did we have some fun yesterday? Um, we did a rare, rare Monday, uh, Eric Zane show, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And, um, my God, the stories we told, Oh, fuck. Just a big hit. We had a, a lot of people in there and, um, uh, I was just delighted with it. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like, maybe that should be a regular Monday thing because I'm finding that the end of the week is so much more busy than the beginning of the week. That that may be the way to go. If you don't know, uh, my old radio partner, Ben, and I do a show once a week on Patreon. Uh, another reason for you to sign up for all the content that I put out on Patreon. Now, before we started the live Ben and Eric Patreon podcast with a live audience through Zoom, we recorded Who Are These Zanes? Which is... Um, 
Well, it was fucking horrible. I have um, tons of these cassette tapes of old shows that I did from years past, back 30 years ago. And uh, Ben and I go over these tapes and discuss how shitty it is. And he laughs in my face. He's usually shocked at just how bad it is. Um, We featured a morning show that I hosted back in 1999, yesterday, the second half of it. This is the uh, first half of it was in the previous episode. Uh, We finished that episode up from April 20, April, April 21st, 1999. I know that because it's the day after the Columbine massacre. And my news guy, Brian, on the Eric and Brian show is reporting about it. And it might be some of the most inappropriate radio uh, concerning a massive tragedy that you will ever find. Typically, you're in kind of a difficult spot if you are doing a morning radio show and something enormous happens. But your best bet is probably like... When 9-11 happened, I wasn't actually on the air when that happened. I, go figure, had been uh, fired a few days before 9-11. That was remarkable, by the way. The Friday before September 11th, I was fired. Fuck. And then I remember that on actual 9-11, Tuesday, September 11th, that was the day that I was allowed to go in and uh, get my last check and with my box to go get my shit. And so I pulled in there, the fucking towers falling, people jumping out of the building, my wife's fucking freaking out. And uh, here I am get putting my shit in a box on 9-11. The fucking metaphor for my career. Jesus. I'm like, man, I know these people on uh, Ground Zero got it bad, but what about me? Too soon? Probably. Uh, where was I? What was I talking about? Oh. So if 9-11 happens, I'm not going to like, uh, if I was on the radio and something like that happened. Pretty much going to abandon any type of uh, programming and discussion to focus on 9-11. It wouldn't be a good idea to have buildings burning and people falling out of them and then talking about something other than that. Well, we didn't get that memo. So you've got dead kids in the school and we're fucking around on the Eagle morning show with Eric and Brian. Absolutely horrible. So Ben and I uh, went over that show with a fine tooth comb. And, uh, The Columbine Massacre definitely wove its way into the program. That will be available today. Recorded it yesterday. And I will make the audio of that available today. I like to have the video like I did that last time. I won't have that this time because we had an issue with uh, with video. But I was able to get the audio, so it's good to go, and you will love it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's free podcast is brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. 616-914-4070.
if you are, let's say, your employer does not offer insurance, or if you um, perhaps own your own business, or if you just lost your job recently or resigned, resigned recently after a fictitious, completely made-up scenario where it was revealed to the world that you, you know, punch chicks and the community is is demanding that you be canceled. Let's just say in this completely fictitious hypothetical scenario that actually happened to you and then the next thing you know publicly you like resign. You will need Frank Fuss. My policy shop insurance. Daisy, quit it. She's going to get Bruce Horny and he's going to start humping. Uh, because you're going to need health care. You get it through Obamacare, healthcare.gov. Reach out to Frank. He will help you every step of the way. Very important to point out here. This show is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of my imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. All right. Thank you, Frank Fuss. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan and Social Security expert. We've got comedy at Full House Comedy venues all around Michigan. I'm sorry, all around West Michigan. Fullhousecomedy.com. Furnace work. Locally, West Michigan. A&E, heating and cooling. If your furnace... Uh, need some scheduled maintenance, reach out to the pros at A&E, 616-516-8579. Um, if you need an after-hours service call, that's going to suck. But when it's 10 below and it's Saturday uh, Saturday morning at 3 a.m., you can call 24 hours on call. A&E Heating and Cooling will help you. If you're new to the show, because I know I got a few new people right now who are watching, uh, I'm stretching my ass. When you sit for as long as I do, you have to get up and uh, work various muscles so that you don't get like bed sores and shit. All right. That's what's going on right now. It's a little yoga pose. Kind of a yoga pose. A week. Yoga pose is what I'm telling you. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. That after-hour service call is going to set you back about 165 bucks just to get him in the door. And then on top of the work. But you'll get your heat on. Best thing to do, though, is preventative maintenance. Excuse me. Once a year, 79 bucks. Get your uh, furnace tuned, cleaned, running in the best condition that it possibly can be. 616-516-8579. Joe Martinez, A&E, Heating and Cooling. All right. Ryan writes, I also write great sweepstakes rules for radio, TV stations, and credit unions. That's how great I am. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate your support. 
All right. Uh, I've got a lot of random stories from sports that I want to get into as we await the uh, college football playoff rankings today. On the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast last night, there was a, uh, it got kind of heated between radio voice Linda, Kyler, and I forget who else about the Alabama Crimson Tide and the SEC and the Big Ten. And uh, it was kind of ugly, but I loved it. I was very happy with it. A lot of people just yelling at each other about uh, which conference is better. And then still the possibility that Alabama could get into the playoffs, though they have two losses. Um, And that is a possibility, but a lot would have to happen. You'd have to have uh, USC lose the uh, Pac-12 championship and probably either one or both. If TCU loses, they're out. If Michigan loses against Purdue, they're probably out. So what we need to hope for so that all chaos can erupt, all you fucking college football honks uh i am praying for all those shit schools in those championship games to win like the ap college football um top 25 right now georgia plays lsu this weekend in the sec championship game you want lsu to win Because that would fuck up Georgia. And chaos makes everyone happy. You want Michigan to lose against shitbag Purdue. I think Purdue is like 0-11. And they're in the Big Ten championship game. TCU takes on uh, a horrible Kansas State team. You got to hope Kansas State wins that game. And you have to hope that Utah beats USC. So that all four of those teams will get knocked out. Georgia might survive the top four if LSU beats them. So fingers crossed. In fact, if you want to put 10 bucks down on a parlay and pick LSU, Purdue, Kansas State, and Utah, you'd probably win $50 million if that happened. That's not a bad idea. What a parlay that would be. You hear about that from time to time. Somebody makes a ridiculous bet, and then it just, they they actually win, and then everybody's talking about them. They get tons of chicks. It's incredible. If that happens, Ohio State's in, and Alabama, uh, they're in. Let's see, who else would be in? Jesus, where the hell is LSU in all of this? Oh, my God, they're 11th. I don't know if they jump that high. Georgia would be out. Michigan would be out. No, Georgia might not be out. Michigan would be out. TCU would be out, and USC would all be out. Ohio State, Alabama, and maybe Tennessee? That's what we have to hope for. That would fuck this whole thing up. How great would that be if all of these 
teams, all these undefeated teams, and USC loses. Linda says if Bama gets in, people will lose their minds. It won't happen. Well, look, um, you need to know that if that if those teams lose, and they won't, but if they did, uh, Alabama deserves to get in. All right, they deserve to get in. So I am hoping and praying that the at least two of those four teams. So I'm rooting for LSU, Purdue, Kansas State, and Utah. Now, where I live in Michigan, I am surrounded by Michigan honks. Everybody here loves Michigan. To a lesser extent, Michigan State, both teams, in my opinion, are fucking terrible and suck. I don't give a shit about any of these teams. Uh, but here it's like, oh, they love them. The Michigan fans here, they, they dress like Harbaugh. They refer to the team and they say things like we, like, like they're on the team. They go to Walmart and buy all this gaudy ass shit gear and wear it like to church. It's disgusting. They, uh, they, they, they see each other in the store and you know what they say? They go, hell, like one guy will see, uh, one Walmart Wolverine. will see another Walmart Wolverine and he'll go, hell. And the other will go, hell, you know, who used to say hail Hitler, I think, or did he say Heil? Yeah, it was Heil. So it's not Heil to the victors. It's hail. So that's, that's a terrible joke. All right. So that, that happens today. But um, a couple things that have uh, kind of percolated, uh, bubbled under this. Um, this was uh, the last week of the football season. Regular season is uh, the, the, the big rivalry week. Like, you know, Ohio, Ohio State and, and Michigan, shit like that. Auburn, Alabama. Also, uh, Oregon, Oregon State. The Ducks and the Beavers. Now, Oregon had been having a great year until they fucked everything up and uh, lost to, they've had a bad back half of the year. Uh, they had been doing very well, but they they lost to Oregon State, so that's a, that's a complete disaster. But after the game, like the fans, uh, they all rush on the field. The Oregon State fans rush on the field. And um, one of the Oregon players is uh, walking off the field. And uh, he's this Oregon State fan walks in front of him, and I'm not sure what happened. The Oregon State fan might have waved to him like, bye-bye. Or there might have been an attempt at a handshake, and then he left him hanging. I don't know. But watch what Oregon guy does to Oregon State fan. He punched him. He punched him right in the fucking head. Oh. Okay, now you know Oregon State fans said, hey, how does it feel to be a loser or some shit? You know he had to have. So this is what you get. See, do you see how fast that guy was? I mean, holy shit. He jacked that guy with his stupid Oregon State hat. Right in the back of the head. 
And then the coach comes in and he's like, oh, no. Oh, now you're fucked. Now you're fucked. Now you're fucked, number two. Uh, good for the player. It's about time we get these fans in line. This is what happened. This is what happens when you run on the field and act like an asshole. Sean Wright, you're supposed to take off your helmet and swing it at him. Exactly. Exactly. That is what should have happened there. He should have pulled off the helmet and just bashed that guy right over the head. Just like the Spartan the Spartan players do. Okay, so that's all perfect. Uh, no word as to what's going to happen to that guy. The latest excellent move comes from a quarterback who I just love. Um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens who the the Ravens, I think, have forgotten how to play football. They've really been shitty lately, and uh, things aren't that great for them. They just had this game where, like, with just a handful of minutes to go, they had the game in hand against Jacksonville. And then what's that quarterback, um, the Jacksonville quarterback? I forgot that fucking guy's name. He's got the – it looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Trevor Lawrence, that's it. Um he caught fire and led them back and they, they beat the Ravens. And so now all the Ravens fans are, uh, are freaking out. And, uh, I guess Lamar Jackson finishes the game and he makes the fatal mistake after a horrible loss to look at Twitter. And some fan suggested that at the end of the year, the Ravens cut ties with him and take all the money that they're spending on him and um, use that money on, like, other players. So some ridiculous sports take from some fucking idiot fan. And I don't think he said anything, like, really inflammatory about uh, Lamar Jackson. But um, it, it rubbed Jackson the wrong way. And uh, CBSSports.com writes, one of the most shocking losses of Week 12 came in this game, 28-27 loss to the Jaguars. Following the game, an NFL fan took to Twitter and called out the Ravens, uh, called for them to let him leave at the end of the season. After watching Jackson complete just 50% of his passes against the Jags, the fan wrote that the Ravens should let him walk, spend that money on well-rounded team. He tweeted it at uh, Jackson was tagged in the tweet. And this article writes, we know he definitely read it because not only did he respond, but he responded with something that could get him in hot water. I disagree. I think he should get a raise for it. We need more of this. CBSSports.com says, we can't post what he said, but you can click here to find out. So, of course, that's what everybody does. Uh, thank God that I screenshotted it. Oh, no, there it is. Sorry. Um, Lamar wrote, Boy, shut the fuck up. Y'all be capping too much on this app. Motherfucker never smelt a football field never did shit but eat dick 
You never did shit but eat dick. Now, to me, for some people, that would be a wonderful life. Just eat dick. I mean, there are some people who would just be happy with that. I'll do that job. I was, I didn't have to do shit and just eat dick. Sounds like a job for me. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> but now, that's a problem with the league. They don't like players. They don't like players telling fans that they never did shit but eat dick. Now, frankly, I think that the league should support this and say, um, memo to all players, you are encouraged that when fans talk shit about you to do whatever you can to, uh, you know, clap back. All right. If I was running the league, I would say you will be fined if you don't tweet that they've never done anything but eat dick. But this is why I don't run the league. It's just my opinion of what they should do. I love this. This is reason number 8 million to love Lamar Jackson. Arguably one of the best in the league. He could play like five positions if he wanted to. He could be a DB. He could be a receiver. He could be a running back. He could be a quarterback. Hell, he could probably be the punter and the kicker too. He's that skilled. And he's telling fans that they don't do shit but eat dick. Full package. We live in a wonderful world where players can instantly see messages from dickhead fans and tell them directly to their face through the internet, social media, that they do they don't do shit but eat dick. Can you imagine? I mean, if you were Dan Marino back in the day, you didn't have the ability to tell some fan to eat dick, a fan who's making fun of him because he started to put his leg back uh, because he was too slow when he's getting the uh, snap from center. Do you remember that? Yeah. Dan Marino, you knew he was at the end of his career. Some of you might get this reference. You'd have to see what I'm doing. Early on, he was under center like this. Okay? And as he got old, what he would do is... Oh, shit. He, like, put his leg back like he was half turned around. So he'd get the ball and just, you know, he was like, I'm too fucking old to do this shit. If a fa- if he had the ability to tell fans, hey, you know what? I know I'm old. You ain't done shit, but eat dick. That would be fantastic. We need more of this. I'm very, very happy with how this has turned out. But now they're doing damage control. They shouldn't have to, but they are. 
Uh, Corey writes, imagine the old school Pistons players on Twitter when they were playing. Yeah, they would. Um, the old school Pistons, like James Buddha Edwards, John Sally, Bill Beer, Dennis Rodman, Isaiah Thomas, Vinnie Johnson. Uh, they would like find out where the guy lives and as a team burn his fucking house down. Kyle Ryan, one of the uh, proud gays on the show, says, uh, referring to, you ain't done nothing but eat dick, says that's not an insult. What's wrong with eating dick? Well, nothing. Now, I frankly don't think that um, nothing should happen. I think that uh, nothing should happen to uh, Lamar Jackson think I, I i would you know publicly maybe say something but behind closed doors say lamar you you got to keep doing this this is good um the what's the fucking football coach's name john harbaugh there's jim harbaugh and then john harbaugh jim i think has asperger's uh john i i think john does not I'm pretty confident that Jim Harbaugh, not that that's terrible. I mean, a lot of people have Asperger's and uh, we need to take care of them. Well, they're actually brilliant. Um, They're just a little bit different, I guess. They're unique. Uh, Harbaugh has the most severe case of Asperger's that has ever happened. He just learned to speak like six months ago. Uh, Jackson's tweet, Lamar Jackson's tweet, got more than 13,000 likes. In the first hour, it was up. John Harbaugh said Monday that he talked to Jackson about the situation, adding that he encourages players to stay off social media after games. Quote, yeah, I just talked to these guys. We talk a lot about football, but we also talk a little about that stuff too. What goes on in terms of media and everything, Harbaugh said. Really just beg the guys not to get into the Twitter world right after the game, especially after a loss. It's never going to be positive. It's not going to be a nice place. Now, that's what he says publicly, but what he's saying behind closed doors is, um, I want you to play with your phone on you. And after every play, I want you to tell people to fuck off. So in the huddle, if you get a penalty for delay of game and the reason why you got the penalty is because you were uh, you were tweeting that is okay. I don't mind that. Jackson's response was not what Harbaugh normally sees from his franchise quarterback. That's a lie. And that can be the issue with tweeting after a game. Whatever. Yeah, who cares? Come on. It's words. It doesn't matter. Congratulations to Lamar Jackson. He should have told that guy to go that he does nothing but eat dick. before I had one more clip. Damn it. Hang on. I try to prepare, and then sometimes I just fail. Uh, Aha. That game that Jackson lost, as I indicated, was against Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, that guy's first year in the league Trevor Lawrence, he was the quarterback that 
terrific career at Clemson. National champion. Absolutely great. He, um, his first year, rookie year, he was uh, with Jacksonville and he was coached by Urban Meyer. Now, Urban Meyer was an absolute joke. Horrible to the players. They all hated him. The team sucked. He only lasted 13 games before they fired him. In between all the bullshit that he put the players through, after one game when they lost at Cincinnati, I think it was Cincinnati, maybe Cleveland, I don't know, he stayed behind to stick his fingers in some young chick uh, who was grinding on his leg at a bar and they shot video of it. And he said, oh, yeah, we were just dancing. What? And Mrs. Tebow, not Mrs. Tebow. I said that because someone wrote Tim Tebow on the chat. Mrs. Meyer was at home watching the grandkids. And so there's Urban at on a bar stool. And someone shoots video of him, uh, of this hot chick who he's having an affair with, grinding on him. And he's rubbing her vagina through her pants. It was ridiculous. It was incredible. And then the spin afterwards. Oh, my God. And this guy's Teflon. Okay, yeah, he lost his job. But now he's an analyst on uh, uh, one of the college football pregame shows. I think it's Fox Sports. Uh, When he was uh, the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he didn't like the kicker. And the kicker's like stretching or like sitting on the turf warming up. And Urban Meyer walked up to him and kicked the dude. So, you know, you got all these uh, players that are like, he bullied us. He bullied us. Now, I, I think actually that that's kind of fucking cool, but n- not not really. I mean, obviously, I'm surprised he didn't get the shit kicked out of him. Well, after this game in which Jacksonville comes back, Trevor Lawrence, great defining moment in this season, his redemption season after a horrible season last year because of Urban Meyer. They win the game against Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson's tweeting out, hey, uh, you're not good for anything but eating dick. And then this dude speaks, who is one of the defensive players for the Jaguars. His name is uh, Andrew Wingard. And Wingard is interviewed after the game. Audio check, video check. This is what he said. I'm so ha- I'm just like so happy for Trevor because it's only coming out of one channel. I apologize for that, but uh, you can still hear it. So, what the hell? I'm so ha- I'm just like so happy for Trevor because a he had to deal with Urban Meyer last year as a rookie. I'm so happy, first and foremost, because he had to deal with Urban Meyer. Oh, yes. Fuck, yes. Putting Urban Meyer in his place. A, he had to deal with Urban Meyer last year as a rookie. And that's all he needs to say. He should have expanded on that. He should have expanded on all of the Urban Meyer shit. Maybe this guy wasn't there last year. I don't know. Or maybe uh, uh, he was and just uh, uh, 
Lawrence had to deal with them more personally or professionally than anybody else. I don't even know if he had a rookie year. And to see the growth he's made, not just on the field, but just like his preparation, his demeanor, all that. And you knew he's, you know, when the rock breaks, it's not that one chip. It's all the chips. Okay, now he's getting into the usual shit players say, all the uh, pick himself up by his bootstraps. I wish he would expand on the first part. Yeah, he had to deal with Urban Meyer last year, period. As everybody knows, Urban was a fucking asshole. And uh, it's it's a miracle he actually made it to 13 games. He shouldn't have made it past one. Stacked up before that, and I'm so happy for him. That throw on fourth down to Zay was like, I knew we were winning the game. Honestly, like I could feel it. It was so cool. And then you believed in your coach all that year, and for him to go for yeah. two, what, what was that like when he does You see this reporter, he needs to say, yeah, 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 okay, fuck all that shit. Uh, talk a little bit more about how shitty Urban Meyer was. The stones on that guy, it's like, I would die for Doug Peterson, I swear. <laughs> That's the new coach that everybody likes. I would run into... I would die for Doug Peterson, but I'd kill Urban Meyer. Battle with Doug Peterson, 100%. I love the guy. And, um, just the his attitude, you know, it's like you go... You, this reporter needs to say, uh, while we're doing this interview, it's just uh, been revealed that uh, Lamar Jackson is telling fans that they're not good for anything but eating dick. Uh, your thoughts? You're three and seven, and it's like, you know, you want to make playoffs and stuff, and it's like, he hasn't changed his attitude. All right, that's enough. Shit. I'm bored of this now. I just, I was just happy with the whole fucking Urban Meyer thing. All right. Oh, my God. Let's see. Did I have anything else for you on that? Okay, so shots fired on Urban Meyer. Lamar Jackson's telling random fans they, they're not good for anything but eating dick. Oregon player punching guy in the head. These are all great things in sports. Fantastic. Uh, thank you to my latest sponsor, M37 Hackers. That is West Michigan's newest golf sim golf simulator uh, mecca, if you will. Golf simulator entertainment hotspot. Very soon. Very soon. Uh, I will be hosting events at M37 Hackers with you all. The golf tournaments will be beginning at M37 Hackers. They are putting the finishing touches on the facility. So we will be convening in beautiful Middleville, Michigan. Speaking of people driving around with fuck Joe Biden flags on the back of their trucks. Oh my God. We'll be there at M37 Hackers, and I want to see you there, too. Stay tuned. Uh, in fact, let's see. What did I see from my pal Jacob Bennett? Mm-hmm. Aha! Do you have anything going the week of the 16th, 17th, 18th of December <clears throat> for a uh, Zane... Show soft open. I think I'll have I think I'll have time free. We can work out the date. All right. We've uh let's see here. Thank you to M37 Hackers. Also, thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage 231-332-6505 if you are in the market for a mortgage. 
Uh, think about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now, this is a sponsor that um, it doesn't matter where in the listening audience you are. There are some exceptions, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. But for the rest of you, um, first of all, if you need to get money out of your home, now is the time to do it. Like if you want to uh, get some money out of your home to pay for a new roof or maybe get money out of your home to uh, pay off a credit card. Because a lot of times when you do like financing for a new roof or try to pay off your credit card, you're paying a high interest rate on something like that. Okay. Get the money out of your home at a significantly lower interest rate. And the money, let's say, for example, you want to pay off a $10,000 principal on a credit card rather than paying off 20 plus percent uh, get a refi for seven, eight percent and pay it off that way. Plus, you can take that money that you're using to pay off your credit card and spread it out over the length of your mortgage. So you barely notice it. Uh, that is the way to do it. And the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can help you every step of the way. All about you, the customer. Uh, gold star, five gold star rated, 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, coming up very soon, that would be Thursday, is World AIDS Day. Now, I've teamed up with the Kent County Health Department and all area health departments to encourage people to get tested for HIV. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. If you are monogamous, you don't need to worry about this, more than likely. But some people like to have lots of sex with random people. And I am a big supporter of that for you single men and single ladies. Okay? Live your life. That happens. I just ran into a family member, loosely, who informed me, and I and I am not kidding you, uh, that, you know what, I better not say it. I better, you know what, I am not going to do it. I know I'm blue balling you, but I'm for once going to err on the side of caution. Let's just say someone I know is having lots of sex with random people. There, I just said it. I don't even know why I was worried. No, but I, I'm keeping a couple key details out. It's gay sex. Which, whatever, it doesn't matter. At this stage of the game, you can catch HIV from anybody. Um, and uh, so my point is most people who have HIV, they don't know it. And so they're going to transmit it to others. The key to living a long life with undetectable HIV because of the amazing medicines that we have today is to getting tested. The quicker that you wait to get tested, the longer that HIV is able to work on your immune system and weaken it. And when it is weakened, then you have AIDS and then a simple cold will kill you. However, um, there's numerous things that you can do. First of all, if you're a person who gets, is like, man, I love having sex with random people. 
I want to keep doing that. There is a medicine that exists today. And if you go to the health department, they can tell you about it. Any health department. There's a medicine that you can take because you know you're going to have lots of sex with lots of partners that can keep you from getting HIV. Not 100% effective, but well over 95% effective. Not everybody knows that shit. I know that shit because I work with the health department. And I'm telling you about it. So in an effort to decrease the amount of people exposed to HIV, if you're like, man, the next week I'm having sex with five different people, reach out to the health department and ask them about medicine that keeps you inoculated from HIV. It's a pill. I just found out about this when I was speaking with April Height who is the uh, personal health services program supervisor at the Kent County Health Department. That's a thing. You can protect yourself. Uh, If you have had random sex with lots of people, or you do have a lot of sex partners, which does happen, and no judging from me, I'm, you're fucking, I'm jealous. No, I'm not. If I was single, I'd be jealous. You know what I'm talking about. There is something fantastic about a chick who's like, Monday, Steve. Tuesday, Jim. Uh, Wednesday, Laura. Thursday, Jeanette. And Friday, five black dudes. There's something to be said about that type of spirit. I applaud you. You should get HIV tested. You should get a test for HIV to make sure that you're okay. Now, the way this works is, You walk in there, finger prick, blood, in one minute, they're going to look you in the face and say, you're clean or you have HIV in your blood. We need need to do another test. And then they do a second test. And then they say, yep, you're HIV positive. It's that stark. That sounds scary. But you have to do it. You should do it. And if you get at it, get after it, there's plenty of ways that you can make it so that that HIV with medicines, which they will direct you towards all of these things is undetectable. And you can go back to having as much random sex as you want to. I'm not even kidding. I only know this because I talked to April. So that's what I'm telling you as world AIDS day, uh, comes to pass on December one. It isn't just, Hey, world AIDS day. Congratulations. It's people like me talk about shit like that on World AIDS Day. You get what I'm talking about? All right. So go get tested. Or if you want to have random sex, go find out about the get uh, get dick free pill uh, at the Kent County Health Department. Please don't mention that I called it the get dick free pill. Uh, Accesskent.com slash health. Public health is very, very important. And our community likes to have lots of sex. All right. Nick says, should get one if your relationship is a bit rocky. Never know what they could bring home. That's true. That is true. accesskent.com slash health.
So some lady wakes up. She's 51 years old. Bunch of people are banging on her front door. And they said, hey, we just found out that this is your mom. This chick was stolen like from a crib in 1971. She's 22 months old and a babysitter steals her never to be seen again vanished my god well they finally figured out who is who and what is up with all of this and they've reunited this chick after 51 years with her mom what the fuck audio check video check it's good to see what i looked like when i was all right i apologize ain't my problem all right, it ain't my fault. They have audio coming out of one channel. Later on in the audio podcast, you won't be able to tell, but for you that, uh, that are enjoying the podcast via the live stream, it'll sound a little weird. A baby. Sitting next to her parents, Melissa Highsmith looks at photos of her that she's never seen before. That is me. The now 53-year-old is back with her parents after she was kidnapped at just 22 months old in 1971. It is overwhelming, but at the same same time, man. If I was the mom, I I take I took one look at her and say, uh, never mind. It's it's just the most wonderful feeling in the world. Jesus, the mom's like seventy five and looks better than her daughter. I couldn't believe it. I thought I would never see her again. And they said, Dad, she's alive. Oh. Oh, this dad's got bats in the cave. That's rough. A total booger right in there. Nobody told this guy he's got a huge booger. And I started crying. And after 51 years, it's so emotional. The heart-wrenching search to find Melissa has been on the... If you you can't see it, Melissa here um, is a total dork. It's the best way to describe it. She's only 51 or 52 years old. She's my age. And she's actually appears to be dressed, going out of her way to dress like a total nerd. Seriously. If I'm the dad, I'm like, what happened to you? That's the saddest thing about this. Lines of this family for decades. But it wasn't until September when a tip from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, You might notice that for some reason, these glasses that she's wearing... It says on the one of the uh, uh, arms of the glasses, Grave Digger. Is she wearing a set of readers emblazoned with the, the name of a monster truck? Is that really what I'm seeing there? Thought there was a sighting of Melissa in Charleston, South Carolina. What it did is it springboarded our store our family to a national story while that tip failed it got the family to keep pushing to find her and after a jesus her teeth she could eat fucking corn through a picket fence three and me dna test came back with a match linking melissa's children with their family they reached out to her over facebook at first she thought it was a scam my father um slept with me oh texted me on messenger and he told me you know i've been looking for my daughter for 51 years 
This whole time, Melissa didn't know her birth family was trying to find her. The person All right, it looks like she's sitting next to a sister who looks to be some reasonably dressed, nice leggings, nice blouse, hair done up. Yeah, she's got to give sis a makeover here. That raised me. I asked her, is there anything that you need to tell me? Yes, you talk through your nose. And um, it was confirmed that she knew that I was baby Melissa. So that just made it real. <gasps> Melissa then agreed to take a DNA test. And on Thanksgiving, she met her brother and then later her parents. I feel that was the best day that I ever had in my whole life. When I saw Melissa again. Oh, I don't know what I'd do. Jesus. And meeting her for the first time. Somebody needs to uh, go to a tailor. This guy's suit is fucked. It's like 15 sizes too big for him. It, it, it was hard to put into words. It was just a dream come true. And now has sisters in her life. I'm thankful to have her back. But I got to give her a makeover. Welcome back, sissy. Welcome to the family. So where was Melissa this whole time? Right here in Fort Worth. It's a family miracle, just in time to celebrate the well, What about the crime that was committed? Why doesn't, I mean, what's going on here? She's going to have more love than I think she knows what to do with. My, my. I, I was maybe too focused on the jokes and making fun of her physical characteristics. Uh, did, did they say, did they say uh, what the fuck happened? And, 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 and if anybody is, is, you know, being held accountable for this shit? Heart right now is just full and, 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 and bursting with just so much emotion. And Some dentist should step forward and offer free services for publicity on this story. <laughs> um, I'm just really, really, really happy. In Fort Worth, Nick Starling, CBS 11 News. So many questions here. What the hell? How did this... Let's see. It says in 1971... Uh, Corey says, no, thanks. Pass. Let's go back to not knowing each other. I don't know what this reference means. Sean writes, looks like a fucking, uh, gooms from super Mario brothers movie. What the, I'm not sure what that means. And I don't even know if you wrote it right. Goomba. If you say so, I'll take your word for it. I've been known to make a reference no one gets to. <laughs> Took you three times to write it right. Just take the L, Sean. You fucked it up. The guy in the suit, Google it. No, it's it's past. The moment is past. Jesus. Concerning the story, uh, let's see, kidnapped, her family just solved the case. The person that raised me, is there anything you need to tell me? And the, and it was confirmed that she knew that I was baby Melissa. All right. Well then the cops need to bang on her door. Uh, where did you come across the lady? She refers to the person as the person that raised me. So that tells me maybe that that person might be in on it to some, for some, at some degree or to, to some degree. I can't talk. I'm a fucking idiot. 
So, all right, she's back with them, but what the fuck happened? <clears throat> I'd like to find out. Um, all right. Does any, anybody remember uh, this guy known as Wide Neck? I do remember this mugshot. Incredible. Look at that. I remember because he had that tattoo on the uh, underneath his chin. It's like a billboard. This is proof that aliens walk amongst us. That's Charles McDowell. Now, ever since this, and I don't know what he was originally in, uh, got arrested for, but because the uh, mugshot went viral because of the ridiculous size of his neck, his neck is wider than his head, if you can picture that. He's made a career out of having a wide neck. Like, here he is taking a picture with a guy with a little neck and they're wearing shirts that say all necks matter. Now you got to love that. Wide neck has really leaned into his wide neck, Charles McDowell, because of his viral fame. In addition, after he was released from jail, the first time he then took his internet fame and uh, became a rap star known as Wide Neck. What? You want to hear some of Wide Neck's music? Hey, I listened to this and I'll say it's, it's that style, a uh, mumble style of rapping. And I'll say that it sounds as good as any of that shit. Now, that isn't exactly my favorite style of uh, music, but a lot of people love mumble rap. So, um, Wide Neck came out with a song called First Day Out. And this is the story of what he did after he got out of jail after that mugshot went viral. So, audio check, video check. Here's Wide Neck. Oh, still a going in. We back in the building. First day out. Oh, shit. Sorry. First day out. Back. How you gonna start your day, Wayne? Starting off my day, counting up some blues. I hate for it to happen, try to make the news. I just got out of prison when that state blues. Have you ever did much eating state food? To the Mario, straight food. Fuck yes. Look at that. Keep you cool. Those are his pals. He's uh, smoking pot uh, and they're, they're like doing their thing. I like it. I like it. I like the way this sounds. I'm not even kidding you. Just got out and ran into some bad news. There's a shot. He ain't gonna make it trying to keep my cool. He says, I've been laying low, trying not to make the news. First day out. I think he said the N-word there. It's too short. It's only two minutes and 15 seconds long. I love it. 
a guy who went to jail. The mugshot is fantastic. And because of his wide neck, he is now taking pictures with people who have tiny necks. All necks matter. He's leaning into that. This is fucking great. Now, some of you don't like that because you're not cultured like I am. Um, some of you, you, the problem is you're a bunch of racists. The only reason why you don't like it is because it's a black guy. And, you know, I don't know why you guys are like that, but that's unfortunate. So I'm a fan of everything that he's done up to a point. However, we have a new mugshot. Because wide neck has fucked up again. There you see it. Uh, Charles McDowell has fucked up again, booked in Escambia County Jail Sunday on charges of aggravated stalking and withholding support. So cash and fat checks. After first day out, went viral, and he at, he's a deadbeat, according to uh, authorities, and that's terrible because he was on the way up, he was coming back, he was turning it around, and now, boom, right back in the dumper is wide neck. Uh, when this first broke, when that first mug shot, he instantly got 1 million followers on social media. A million. I'm happy if I get three in a day. I'm happy if I don't lose 100. This felon has a wide neck and he has a, a million people following him in a snap. According to the newest arrest report, McDowell committed the offense of aggravated stalking on way back in August. He showed up at a woman's home and also uh, sent her threatening text messages and a warrant was put out for a uh, wide neck back in August before he was. Oh, so he was arrested this past weekend. So they're like, all right, uh, be on the lookout for wide neck. I mean, he should be fairly easy to spot. So that's a bummer. So apparently Wide Neck has not quite hit rock bottom. And uh, that's just fucking ridiculous. You had everything going for you. You could have uh, really continued to do wonderful things in the rap industry. And here you are again arrested. Way to go, Wide Neck. You continue to fuck up. Sean writes... Uh, Boy, imagine someone trying to hang him, thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, I don't think we should make references to African-Americans being hung. I don't know if that's going to fly. In fact, to get out ahead of this, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, ban that comment. Sean says, I'm not saying it because of skin color. Eh, that doesn't matter. Do you think that that, that matters? Hell no, that doesn't matter. You're going to have to eat 600 seconds for that. 
You cannot have that type of uh, reference. You got to be very careful. I, I am always very careful on the things I say on the show. We all know that. You need to do uh, carry out your end of the bargain here. Uh, this person, I'm assuming, is a new person. I don't know. might be the same old crew under a different name. Any regular Joe writes, thin ice either way. Good call, Eric, this time. That is something I'm very interested in. What in the world is Joe going to do uh, for a job now? There's no way he's going to be working in radio, in my opinion. I just have a gut feeling that that's not going to work out. Please, encourage him to do a podcast. Please. First day out. First day out. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan. Okay, this is so simple. One of two things I want you to do. They both involve donating your organs in the unlikely event that you pass away. And I know that that's difficult to talk about, but that could very well happen. And you can save lives when you're checking out. You are within the state of Michigan, go to golm.org and fill out the form. It takes you like no time to do it. It is binding and that's it. That's all you got to do. You can also check your ID in the state of Michigan. And if there's a little heart in the corner, that means you are an organ donor. If not, fill out the back of the thing and you're good to go. Or go to golm.org, like I said. If you're outside of the state of Michigan, the site you want to go to is registerme.org. Registerme.org. Please do that. If you've done it in the past, thank you so much. It is a very heroic thing to do, and it doesn't cost you anything. You cannot take it with you. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I know it's weird to talk about. There is a myth that, oh, well, if they see that I'm an organ donor, they're not going to save me. That is a myth. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Uh, Well, I'm not... I'm not sorry, uh, but that's incorrect. So thank you very much. The managed IT service provider for the Eric Zancho podcast is Blue Frost IT. If you are in West Michigan and you need to update your tech for your small or medium-sized business, reach out to Blue Frost IT because if you are like, well, yeah, everything here needs to be replaced. It's old and antiquated equipment. My employees can't stand working in this environment because everything's slow and useless. Oh my God, I need new tech. Don't just start buying things. You might buy too much, too little, or the wrong stuff. Sit down for a complimentary 30-minute consultation. It's just a conversation you have face-to-face or via Zoom with Alan from Blue Frost IT. He'll help you with everything you need. Make all the recommendations. And uh, for your business, based on what your business does, okay? If your business uh, needs uh, is uh, graphic design, you're not going to be too concerned about an audio card, probably. Stuff like that. Stuff that you may not think about. Stuff that uh, he doesn't want you spending money on things you don't need. It's a waste of money. And he wants you to buy the appropriate things for your business. Then, once you make your purchase for your for your business... And he helps you set it all up, and then he becomes the managed IT service provider for your business. That's what they blew do. That's what they, that's what they blew. 
That's what they do at Blue Frost IT. 616-200-8550. Online at bluefrostit.com. Batting cleanup on the show today, or last in the order. Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A. Sarah Honda Granville.com. In West Michigan, they are the number one Honda volume dealer in the entire state of Michigan. Hundreds of Honda dealers. Number one because of how they treat their customer. Roll into the dealership, which is along Kennewa, just north of 44th in Granville, Michigan, next to the Cracker Barrel. In fact, go get lunch at the Cracker Barrel or breakfast or dinner, then go over to Sarah Honda Granville. I want to test drive five new cars. You do it, you pick out which one you want, and then you pick out all the options you want on it. Two weeks later, it shows up. If you want to drive in in your sled and drive out in a certified pre-owned, you can do all that in one day. Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is at Sarah Honda Granville. No need to go anywhere else. They have rows and rows and rows of certified pre-owned vehicles, all makes and models. Doesn't matter what, they got it. There you go. Thank you to Sarah Honda Granville. I have nothing more for you today. Eric Zane, did you ever get your free kidney card yet? It's not a card. Doesn't work that way. It's a take it as it comes. So if a family member says, Zane, I need a kidney. Yeah. Front of the line. I get one free and two free for family. Because I donated. You should donate. And I'm not even, that has nothing to do with Gift of Life Michigan. Being a living donor is a different, different, uh, different ball game. But if anyone ever feels like they want to donate a kidney to someone, I have a master's degree in everything you need to know about giving up a kidney. I can tell you all the things to expect and all the uh, risks and uh, things that could come. Well, frankly, when I sat down with the psychologist, when I was doing the donation, that was one of the uh, people that I had to meet with. And she was so damn serious. And uh, she goes, so Eric, why do you want to do this? And I tell her why. And then she says, do you, are you aware of the risks? And I start like describing a couple of things, but it's not the answer she's looking for. And she jumps in and talks over me and she says, you could die. I go, well, yeah, I know. She'll have to tell you that there's a chance you could die. She's trying basically to, they want to make sure that you're not going to crack, you know, that they want, they want to make sure that you have all of the information in front of you before uh, you, you want to make a really informed decision. I said, yeah, I know. I know that. Maureen writes, <laughs> Hard to believe you passed the psych exam. <laughs> JK! Shut up. Stupid Spartan hag. I need that shit from you.
Time for the asshole of the day. We've covered a lot of ground today. Yesterday it was Trump for inviting uh, Jew haters to his house for dinner. The fuck? It was horrible. Um, hmm. I think I know who it's going to be. But I can't remember his name. Okay, now I got it. I'm wondering if any of you are going to be able to guess who I'm writing down as the asshole of the day. The asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. TC Paintball GR.com. See if anybody's able to figure out what I'm, what I'm, what's going on in my brain. See how well you know me. No, no one's guessing. USA soccer captain Tyler Adams is the asshole of the day for being way too kind to that reporter, that brainwashed reporter. Uh, trying to put him on blast. Everybody's giving Adams credit for being kind. Fuck that shit. Thank you for being with me on the Eric St. Joe podcast. The Patreon bonus podcast in moments. Well, not moments. It'll be a little while. I'll talk to you then. Have a good one, folks. Actually, I have Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia scheduled for 1030. I'll talk to you then.